Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You guys have heard me talk about Red Door Grill for almost a year now on 610 Sports Radio, and they're the proud sponsor of the Bobcast. And I'll tell you what, I'm a proud eater at Red Door Grill. In fact, my family and I love going to Red Door Grill, not just on Mondays for burgers or Thursdays for fried chicken, but just about every single day of the week. Because every time we walk into a Red Door Grill location, we're walking out of there feeling satisfied, feeling great, and knowing we got some of the best food in Kansas City. $5 burgers on Monday is where the week starts. You're not going to find a better deal than that. The best burger in town for just $5. You want some fries, it'll cost you a buck more. And then on Thursday, we have the jalapeno-dipped fried chicken. That fried chicken starts marinating on Monday. It marinates on Tuesday. It marinates on Wednesday. It's got the herbs and spices to get into that chicken, and then boom, they flash fry it on Thursday to give you the best fried chicken that you'll ever have. And then, of course, happy hour every weekday, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. That's where we cash in sometimes on Fridays as well. Enjoy those great drinks. Enjoy the great appetizer specials from 3 to 6 every single weekday at Red Door Grill. And with three locations, there's one close to everybody. 159th and Antioch, 119th and uh, Row in Town Center Plaza in Leewood and Camelot Court. And, of course, you can find the location in Brookside as well. It's Red Door Grill. For the last couple of years, Dave Borchard has been the race director for the Kansas City Marathon. And in that time, we've seen the Kansas City Marathon grow from a race to a race that everybody wants to participate in, not only here in Kansas City, but nationwide. TripAdvisor calls it one of the 50 best U.S. road races to attempt in your lifetime. It's been named the best marathon in Missouri, and Bibrave.com says it's one of the top 20 marathons in the United States. So this marathon has come a long way, baby, and it has done so under the direction of Dave Borcher. Well, it's right around the corner. It's coming up on October 19th. It is, of course, the Kansas City Marathon. And I'm looking at some of the, the accolades and awards you guys are getting. And we're talking with Dave Borchert, the race coordinator for, I guess you could call yourself the race coordinator, the planner, the head guy in charge. Race of the director, marathon. they call it, Bob. It's very prestigious. Very yes, prestigious yes. title. Um, but but I, I think it's very interesting to see all these awards that you win, top 50 marathons in the country, a qualifier for Boston, all this kind of stuff. As they like to say, you guys have come a long way, baby, with this well, marathon. Well, thanks. Huh? Yeah, I appreciate it. We've had more runners. Uh, this will be the third year in a row, and you know one of the awards I like the best is we got best marathon in the state of Missouri. So you know we stick it to St. Louis a little bit. They yep. have some big races over there with the Go St. Louis Marathon. Uh, but yeah, we try to do good things. You know, it's funny. I've been with the Kansas City Sports Commission three years now, and I came into this job as race director, never having worked a race. You know, I never set up fencing. I've never ordered medals. I've never worked an aid station. And I just kind of have come into this from a runner's perspective. So every decision we've made with the race the last three years is what would a runner want to see and kind of go off the runner experience. And then we have other parts of our team that are all logistics and they know how to keep expenses under control and, and you know, all that stuff and the fencing and the medals and the shirts. So I, I think we've made a lot of good improvements the last couple of years in terms of runner experience, experience. And I think, you know, just looking at things from a, a runner's perspective is a big key. And I know I've seen you at the race the last couple of years and every time you cross the finish line, 
you know, we talk about how it went and what yeah. was good and what was bad. So, you know, we're always looking to improve, and, and I appreciate you saying that. I feel like we have made some good steps the last couple of years. Well, I, I think the only thing that needs to improve is to find Kansas City to be a flatter place because it oh. is a hilly, hilly marathon. And if you go out there and run this thing, man, and get a good time, like you, I think you've achieved more than most other marathons because of how hilly and sometimes how difficult the course can yeah, be. Yeah, it's funny. Um some people will avoid the race because they think it's too hard. Mm-hmm. I think people in Kansas City that run all the time are kind of used to it. So I have some friends who have set PRs on our course, and PR is short for personal record. Right. I know you track that as a runner, but you know if you can best your previous best time, then you have a new PR. Um, and I have friends that have run the full marathon on this course after doing super flat courses like Chicago mm-hmm. and have set new PRs on our course. So it is possible. We like to say it's a challenging course, but not an impossible course. Right. And I think that's the thing. If you live in Kansas City, you're used to running hills, unless you just run on a treadmill every single day. Um, so if you're, if you're in Kansas City, you're used to it. It's funny. The people that complain more than anything are the people that have come from out of town. And you know those people that are like, Oh, we thought it was all just cow fields here, right. and it's super flat, and it's not super flat, but it's also not impossible. No, it, it isn't, and that, and that is the biggest misconception, because you guys are now pulling people from all over the country on this. I mean, it's becoming one of the bigger and better marathons in America, and people do have that misconception. My wife and I ran a race out in California back in February, and the, the whole thing was, oh, it's going to be flat, it's going to be flat, going to be flat. Well, you're running along the coast, but the first mile was straight uphill to get, oh. get to get out, and it was like, wait a second, you sold me a bill of goods. I thought this was going to be a flat course so i could imagine people coming in from the east coast or someplace that have never been here before going wait a second what the hell are all these hills doing here well yeah and it's funny and it's totally the people that don't live here that are the people that don't know and i guess you know people don't read things nowadays you know i'm sure you get emails some people get emails they just delete them ignore them Mm -hmm. we send out a participant guide we have the course map we promote it that it is a challenging course and some people just um don't pay attention but hey you know it is what it is what what was the race you did in california was uh, it one of those through wine country or? no no it was it was like in ventura california just along the coast oh it, it sounds a, beautiful right it was great right yeah. Yeah, it was perfect you just ran along the ocean for you know i did 10k she did the half uh, half marathon and so you just run along the beach but once you got that first mile out of, yeah, yeah. of the uh of the beach and onto the highway after that it was pretty flat it was nice but you know it, it's 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 crazy how people get misconceptions about things and for for you guys with the kansas city marathon i i think the evolving of it is pretty cool like you constantly are changing the course up a little bit too and, and creating different you know challenges if you will different routes how do you decide what a, what a race course is going to be i mean to be honest it's a lot of what we've been talking about it is how can we make the course easier is one thing but then the second thing is the whole brand of the race is kansas city right it's um we serve barbecue after the race. We serve Boulevard beer after the race. The pre-race expo is at Union Station. Our shirts are uh, Kansas City-themed. Our medals are Kansas City-themed. And then our big part of it is the course runs past all the big landmarks in Kansas City, Missouri. So you're going through downtown, Sprint Center, City Hall, 18th and Vine. You run past the Nelson Atkins. You run through the plaza. You run through Westport. Uh, the finish line has a great view of the skyline, and you're running past the World War One Memorial on your left. Um so really, it's how can we try to make the course easier and still make it this iconic Kansas City race that runs past as many landmarks as possible? And it's it's a tough balancing act. This year, we have the same course we had last year. We've had really good feedback on it. The thing that we're starting to think about now, though, is the streetcar is going to be expanding starting 2020, 2021, something like that. Right now, it ends at Pershing and Maine, mm-hmm. a Union Station. Our finish line is... 300 feet from that, just south of Maine and Pershing. So the first thing to go is going to be our finish line, and we've already started kicking around, okay, we're going to have to maybe start from scratch and just overhaul this whole course. So you know, what does that look like? Where do we start? Where do we finish? And the two things we're talking about, to your point, is 
how can we try to make the course easier knowing that's not very easy because any cool area in town is a climb to get in and a climb to get out. So if you want to go to downtown, you're climbing in, you're climbing out. If you want to get to the plaza, you go down, but then you have to leave and and go up. So how can we make it easier and how can we still run past all these cool landmarks? That's kind of that balancing act we always talk about. Is there there any thought of doing something maybe unique and running in both states and and making it on both sides of the state line and say you can run a dual state marathon? Because I don't know if anybody else offers anything like that. So we've talked about it. Um, We have talked about it. And there's there's a group in Kansas City called the Core Four that's you know trying to get exposure for Wyandotte County, Johnson County, Jackson County, Casey Moan. We've been talking to them. It is an interesting idea right now. The course is entirely in Kansas City, Missouri. So mm-hmm. when we talk about permitting the race, that all goes through Kansas City, Missouri. When we talk about uh, the police that come out and make sure the course is secure with course monitors and the intersections, that's all through the KC Missouri Police Department. So it would be getting into d- different jurisdictions, different police departments, different permitting. Do the cities on the Kansas side want us there? Because a lot of areas say hey we think it's so great that the marathon comes through here and then there's certain neighborhoods that don't want us there at all so i I think it's a great idea i think we would just need to know you know would that change our cost for police would it change our cost for permits and like would lenexa kansas want us to run through there you know would uh, overland park want us to run through there like i think some cities certainly would but it's it's a question we'd have to figure out but it is a cool idea and you know there's these groups called the 50 staters i don't know if you know about them they want to do a race in all 50 states and like then there's a question of if you're in Kansas and you're in Missouri part of the time, which state does that count towards? Do you get to count it towards? Do you get to pick, or does it need to start in Kansas and finish in Missouri? You know, I don't. It's it's interesting. It's a good idea, and the more and more it seems like Missouri and Kansas are less rivals. I know that for me and you, it's less of a rivalry on the basketball court and yeah. in the football field. But even politically, you know, it used to be a big debate of Missouri trying to steal a company, Kansas trying to steal a company. There's more collaboration now, so. You know, it is an interesting idea, and it's something we've talked about that there would be something to pursue. I mean, I, I think it's 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 so minute, and it, but it still could be used as kind of a bridging of the gap between. Like in, in my mind, I'm I'm picturing. Remember the old Minnesota Twins logo with the guy shaking hands across oh, yeah, the yeah. river, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've kind of got that in my mind as we continue to try to grow this region. The Kansas City Marathon, maybe in a in a small, 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 tiny way could help with that and help unite the two states and, and bring those two states together. It would be cool to kind of start, you know, downtown, like underneath Bartle Hall, run across the bridge into Wyandotte County through Strawberry Hill, come back around and, you know, finish through the plaza, wherever you, you, yeah. you want to do it. And I think it would be kind of fun to say, hey, both states kind of came together on this and something that's clearly unique from anybody else in the country. Yeah, and it's it's a concept that you met, it's funny you mentioned Twin Cities. I've done the Twin Cities Marathon, and with that one, you start in Minneapolis and you finish at St. Paul at the state capitol. How do you so, get your car? So that's another thing you can pursue. It's it's called a point-to-point race. So you either park at the start or park at the finish, and then you have busing, or in, in the Twin Cities case, you park at the finish line, and then they have free, um, like a streetcar sort of transportation that will take you for free on race morning to the start. Mm. So when you get to the finish, your car's there. The other option is to you know park at the start, go to the finish, and then they bus you back to your car at the start. So it is possible. There's more logistics there on our end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to transport all the gear check bags and all that sort of stuff. So there's more costs, more logistics. But uh, I agree with you. It could be a uniting thing to look at both states. And, and to be honest... I, you know, we talked about misconceptions for the marathon. For me, a big one is people here at Kansas City Marathon and they think, oh, I can't do that. But, you know, it's more than just a 26.2 mile race. We have a 5K, we have a 10K, we have a half marathon. And people can also come out and walk. Like people, we had an old, old guy with a, a walker came out and walked to the half marathon 
two years ago. So, I mean, you could come walk the 5K if you're just looking to get off the couch, get in shape. Uh, you can come out and walk the race, do a walk run. Or if you say, I hate running, I'm never going to run, you know, we'd love to have you come out and cheer on the runners. Like, it really is a sports event. You can mm-hmm. come out. It's a good excuse to drink mimosas or Bloody Marys at 8 in the morning on a sure. Saturday. You know, if you live along the race route, you're going to be impacted by the road closures and stuff. So you can either complain about it or come out and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'd encourage people to have yard parties with their neighbors and come out and spectate. And we even have a, a spectator contest where you can win a $500 gift card to Johnny's Tavern. So... You know, have fun with the race, even if you're not a runner. It, it seems like, too, the running community in this town has just grown and grown and grown. And maybe that's because I've gotten more involved in it than I ever have been before, really, at, at all. My wife is obviously involved in it. But it seems like the running community just continues to grow and grow and grow, and things continue to get bigger and better and, and bigger. And not just your marathon, but seemingly every race in town is, is growing. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, even if you're not a runner, I'm sure you've seen that almost every church and school and nonprofit has a 5K now. I mean, there's a million races if you just want to dip your toe in the water. And one of the best things about running that I'm sure you've seen, it's a different vibe than you get if you're like, I'm going to go play in a pickleball tournament or in an old man basketball league, which is what me and you would be doing at this point. Like, you're not competing against the other people there, which is a very unique vibe. Like, runners are so supportive of each yeah. other. And the runner's high is a real deal. Like, the you finish bodies. a race and you feel so happy and you're ready to have a beer and you know eat a eat a burger or whatever that looks like so um you know people sometimes give crap to runners because how could you run that's so boring but i know you've seen it once you get into it it's something you almost can't live without yeah and, and runners are super happy and super supportive you know there's not a lot of jerks in the running community no you know the, the running community the way you explain it is very much like the beer industry where like the beer industry they compete against each other but they also work with each other and and we've been doing beer segments for a couple of years now and every brewer that comes in is like oh yeah we're friends with this guy and friends with that guy like what other industry do you see that in and, and, and the running world like you're trying to compete and win the race but everybody supports everybody else. I've never seen such a great, like, just support in a sport like you do yeah. in running. It's pretty cool. And, and, you know, to bring it back to beer, runners like to exercise, and they also like to eat a lot and drink beer. It's mm-hmm. kind of a funny it's kind dynamic. Of why you have to run so you can eat and drink, right? For sure. And if you're training for a half and full marathon, you feel like you got carb launch. Like, yeah. oh, I could go to you know, Fogo de Chao every night and eat 10,000 calories because I'm running 10, 15, 20 miles on, on my training run. So, right. It is interesting. Runners like, I think, to work hard and also have a lot of fun. So that's another thing. You know, races have evolved so much from where it would have been, you know, when we were growing up where, you know, here's a start line. Here's a gun. We're shooting it off. We're starting the stopwatch. Here's the finish line. You finish and you go home. You know, Mm -hmm. now you finish and we have a huge after party that you've seen with live music and a big stage. You get first beer is free. You get free barbecue after the race. There's vendors giving away stuff. So it really is a bigger experience now. And that's really the way you know, the world's going. You don't just show up and do something to go home. Now it's a big party, and we've definitely dialed into that as well. What I, what I think was really cool last year is you start in the dark and the fireworks go right? off, and, and, and you have just like a great start to the race, and by the time you realize that you're done and it's only like 8.30 in the morning, and you're like, hey, I got the rest of the day to go out there and do whatever I want. Like, you can get a lot accomplished early in the morning. Yeah, it's funny. That. Even if, uh, you know, I know we both have kids and kids' sports on the weekends, yeah. but... Yeah, you can run and be done by 8 or 8.30 and still be able to go to your kids' soccer games or whatever that looks like. So it is funny. Um, You know, I do marathons and half marathons myself, so a lot of times my group will run at 7 a.m., We'll be done at 7.45 with a five-mile group run. And if you want to get more distance, you'll, like, run before then. So we'll show up at 5.30 or 6. And it's so funny, to your point, it's 7.45 in the morning, and you may have done 10 or 15 miles. Yeah. And now you feel like, oh, I could just kick back the rest of the day, like, watch some football, do whatever, and you don't feel guilty about it. Sure. So. 
It is a cool thing. So what are you doing this year? Are you doing our 10K, or what's I, I your am, plan? I am not doing anything this year because Uh-oh. Jen's doing Chicago the week before. Yep. And so that is the uh, the weekend after Chicago. That's right. Yep. So we're all going up there for that, and I'm not going to put her through anything else after Chicago. And Fair so, enough. You know, I, I think for her, that's awesome. Like For me, it's not... Like I think she's nuts. I think you're nuts. Like Thank I, you. I, Thank I, you. I've, I've thought that for years. But I think you're nuttier now. Watching you run these 26 miles, I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself with all this training to put yourself through running 26 miles? So I've gotten to the point where I'm good with 10ks. I'm good with 5ks. I don't need anything more than that. I've proven to myself who I am. But you guys keep going, man. I mean, it's just it's it's incredible to watch both her and you and everybody else that's involved with training for these races. Is this her first full this marathon? This going to be her first full marathon. Okay, so yeah. I think it goes two ways. So you do your first marathon. What was in, your first marathon? Uh, the Kansas City Marathon. Oh, and then was. my second was Chicago. Okay. But I think it goes one of two ways. It's either you do your first marathon and you're hooked, and then you do two or three a year the rest of your life, or you do your first marathon and you say you're one and done and this sucked and I hate it. Mm-hmm. I was kind of in between. I did my first marathon and I said, this sucks. I hate it. I'm never doing another one. And then three years later, a bunch of my running friends said, let's go to Chicago. So we got like 10 people to go to Chicago. It was unbelievable. It's better when you run with people. Though, oh too. my gosh. You got, you got a team. You know? Well, and the time flies by, like you do these training runs and you're out there for 90 minutes or two hours and you're just sh- shooting the breeze with people. And before you know it, you've done like 10 miles. I know that sounds crazy for general public listening yeah. to this podcast but it's true um so i did chicago was my second one my wife came up like you're doing for your wife and when i crossed the finish line for chicago i said i'm really done this time i'm never doing another one this was horrible and then the next morning i signed up for my third marathon and then i got the bug i was the phoenix marathon and then after now i've done like 12 or 13 so for me it was like my third one before i finally got the bug and when i really liked it and once you like it you just can't equal that, I guess, the runner's high of like pushing yourself th- to that distance. Yeah. It's one of those things that like you can't get it from a 5K or 10K anymore. And a 5K and 10K seems so much harder when you're used to running so far because when you run so far, you're running slower. And then the 5Ks, you're just like pushing yourself every second. Yeah. And it's, I guess, a little more relaxed for a marathon. I know that sounds stupid for running 26 miles, but it's interesting. And I still think, I know you deny it, but I still think someday – You'll do at least one half marathon, and I just want Kansas City to be your first. Well, if line. I'm going to do a half, it probably will be in Kansas City. I'm there we not, go. I'm not going to travel and go outside the you know the area to go do one of these things. But but being that you have done twelve or thirteen of these marathons, I mean, I saw you're up in Seattle doing a race, you're yeah. doing some kind of yard race in Lawrence, like through people's yards or whatever the hell that was. That was in the trails, the Clinton Lake trails. Yeah. I, I mean, so like like you're doing like all kinds of crazy things. Are you looking at those and piecing these things together for like ideas for Kansas City as you come across? you know what you're seeing yeah so i'd say about half the races i travel to i try to travel to one or two a year and about half of them i'm doing for myself that i want to see if i can go like get a great time Mm -hmm. or see like an awesome experience like you had running by the ocean uh the other half i'd say i'm like scouting to see like what can we steal for kansas city or we say borrow or repurpose right so like the fireworks thing you said i saw that in the phoenix marathon and there it was pitch black and they set off fireworks over the mountains which was like incredible and i said holy crap we have to do that in kansas city because there's no race here doing that so To your point, absolutely. Even the races I'm going to try to do just for me, I'm still trying to see what do they do well. Like, what's their after party like? What's their pre-party like? How do they treat the runners? And I'd say every race I do, I'm trying to see what we can improve on and what we don't do as well as that race. So I can kind of justify it. I'm not to the point where I can make it a work expense. And I'm, like, dinging it to the sports commission because I think that's a bit of a stretch. But, yeah, I'm definitely out there scouting because – 
if we're going to keep getting better, we have to keep adapting and we have to keep improving. And like you said earlier, we have to keep trying new things each year. Like this year, all the half and full runners get these Casey Marathon branded Gooder sunglasses, right? And that's on top of the free shirt and the free medal and all this other stuff. So, like, we have to try things and we have to keep adapting because there's so much competition yeah, in the running is. industry. And then so many younger people, the millennial generation, they're doing more of the Spartan races and the Tough Mudders and the color runs. And we just have to have a good experience. We can't just roll out an old school race because that just doesn't work it anymore. It doesn't work anymore. No, every, everything's like that now. Everything has to be new and unique and different. And for you guys, like, what would you say if somebody said, what's the most unique thing about your race that separates you from everybody else? I just think it's the Kansas City experience. I mean, it really is a running tour of Kansas City. For yeah. people that are from out of town, you know, like we said earlier, they may think, oh, it's it's a hard race, which, you know, it's not an easy race, but it's not an impossible race. But for people in Kansas City, I think it's, we never get to run in the streets of downtown Kansas City. We never get to run through 18th and Vine. We never get to run in front of the Nelson Atkins. Like, I did a, a run the other night, and we ran through the plaza, and we had to stop at lights 10 times for three minutes yeah, each. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, this is like you're getting a running tour of your city. You know, this is really the hometown race. And I think for us, that's the big thing. Our whole brand is Kansas City. Um, you know, you get a Boulevard Weed after the race, or this year we also have the Bob's 47 Oktoberfest, mm -hmm. which I know you said you talk about beer a lot. That's yeah. my favorite beer. I love beer. it. Yeah. Um, and we have pulled pork sandwiches after the race and, and Casey barbecue sauce and live local bands. So for us, it's the Kansas City thing. I mean, if people haven't been to Kansas City and they want to get a running tour of the city, this is a great way to do it if you're from out of town. And, and last year we had runners from all 50 states and 10 different countries. So it has gotten into a big destination race. I think for the local people, it's just the hometown pride. I mean, you've lived all over the place. Mm -hmm. I know you're originally from a different part of the country. You lived in St. Louis. Kansas City is maybe the most hometown pride of a semi-big city yeah. anywhere in the country. I mean, look at Charlie Hustle, the Hurt KC shirts. You don't see that in San Diego or right. Seattle or whatever. So, you know, for us, we're just trying to tap into that. Like, if you're in Kansas City, this is your race, and please be a part of it. Yeah, be a part of it. Now, also is the charitable aspect to it as well. I mean, yep. I'm going through, and it's like this charity, that charity, this charity, that charity. And and that's one thing that we've seen recently in Kansas City. It's become such a giving, charitable town. And you guys have obviously tapped into that with the marathons. Who are some of the folks that you guys are able to help out because of this race? Yeah, so there's two parts of that. So the first thing that always gets lost um, is that this race is the biggest fundraiser each year for the Kansas City Sports Commission, which mm -hmm. is the organization I work for. We're a nonprofit. Our mission is making Kansas City better through sports. So when you see big events coming to town, for example, the Big 12 tournament is a, an event we bring into town each year, with the women's tournament being a, a new addition to that again in 2020. The NFL draft, trying to get the World Cup, uh, USA Gymnastics National Championships were here. That's all through the Kansas City Sports Commission, and this event is our biggest fundraiser each year. I think we get lost a little bit because the Sports Commission isn't a touchy-feely nonprofit. You know, we don't have puppies or veterans or or children, right? Uh, but it, we do You're like kind to of childlike. Well, that's true. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's just it's a different kind of nonprofit. So we like to remind people that this event does benefit us as a nonprofit and helps bring these big events to Kansas City, among other things. Well, it really does have a trickle down effect, though, because if these events aren't coming here, then people aren't booking hotel rooms, aren't eating sure. at restaurants, and people aren't making money in the city off of all of that. For sure, stuff. it's huge drivers of economic impact. And then for people like us and your listeners that are big sports fans. These are great events that you're going to get to go to that wouldn't mm -hmm. be here. Like the NFL draft coming to Kansas City is going to be insane. So I can't wait for that. Um, and then otherwise, we partner with a lot of other nonprofits that are more of that tug at the heartstrings, you know. So Team Fidelis uh, is a veteran related nonprofit, and their whole thing is trying to end the epidemic of veteran suicides and PTSD, which is a big issue. We partner with Make a Wish Missouri and Kansas, uh, we partner with Casey Pep Project. 
So we have these great nonprofit partners, and then Team World Vision, their whole mission, it's not local, but they work overseas to try to provide clean drinking water to African countries where people have to walk on average three miles a day to get dirty drinking water out of a river, and then they have to carry it back and boil it. And last year, they had 750 runners represent Team World Vision at our race. It's almost 10% of our runners, and they raised more than a million dollars for this charity through the fundraising, through the Kansas City Marathon. So... Like we said, runners are, are nice people. They're good people. And it is cool to have a race where people can use us as a platform to give back to these great causes. So when, when you say they're using the Kansas City Marathon to raise a million dollars for their charity, how are they going about that and doing that? So with Team World Vision, they have a fundraising goal. So each person's trying. Uh, so they're telling their story, hey, I'm running the Kansas City Marathon, either the half marathon or the full marathon. And a lot of these people have never ran a mile. And they're like committing to this. And using that to inspire people to donate to their cause. And then they have a fundraising portal where they can give back. And then we have uh, separate. So Team World Vision is a big organization that has their own national fundraising site. But with organizations like Casey Pet Project, we have a fundraising tool they can use. And they can just go out and encourage people to give through that. So a lot of it is people commit to running the race. And then they go out and fundraise for the nonprofit. Do you guys host the the fundraising pages on your website? Or is that something they've got to create by themselves? Um, we have it created for them. It's not living through our registration system. But something we have set up that has easy access. So if, if somebody wanted to create like a, a fundraising page, let's just say for charity ABC, and they wanted to use the Kansas City Marathon as the as the generator to raise those funds, mm-hmm. can they do that? Yeah, for sure. They can just email us. It's uh, info at sportkc.org, info at sportkc.org, and they can contact us. And we have kind of two things. We have official charity partners of the race. That would be Team World Vision, Casey Pep Project, Team Fidelis, Make-A-Wish. And then we have sort of unofficial charity partners. Like if you're associated with a 501c3 and you want to raise money, Contact us and we can set that up. You don't get the necessarily the promotion from being an official race partner. Not to say that couldn't happen because it could. Uh, but yeah, we have several groups that are not directly affiliated with the race that still raise funds through us. So yeah, we definitely would encourage people to contact us info at sportkc.org. And if you, if you don't run, but you want to volunteer, you can use that as a fundraising tool as well, right? If you get enough people to volunteer, you guys are willing to make donations. Yeah, for sure. We're always in need of course monitors. So like I said earlier, if you hate running and you say, I'm never going to do the race, we'd love to have you spectate or volunteer. Like the volunteer is the other key thing. And yeah, we get grant groups, colleges, um, churches, other nonprofits. If they can get 10 people or more to volunteer, we'll kick back 20 bucks for each person that comes out. So it is a good fundraiser for a nonprofit organization, then also helps support our nonprofit organization. So you're doing two good things. And yeah, for sure, we'd love for people to come out and volunteer. It's it's not a very long day. and No, it really isn't. You just got to get up early. And by you, the time noontime rolls along, you're done. Yeah, but it's funny, though. People see it. And I think sometimes people who volunteer, they can get expired, inspired to get into running yeah. because you see these people doing things. You'll see a a 90-year-old person running a marathon or you know, a 400-pound person that's never done a race doing a 5K. And it's just cool to see that stuff, people trying to better themselves each day. And sometimes you just watch it as a spectator or a volunteer and you get the bug. And like I don't know what happened to you. Did you get into running because of your wife? No, or how'd I this happen she, with well, you? She, she more got in it because of me i got into it because i was tired of being a fat ass i mean let's just be honest i mean you know so i wanted to you know lose some weight and i felt that was the best way to do it and for me it was it it, it's it is that runner's high like when you get done you just feel really really good and it's a it's a it's a sensation that lasts all day you know you know and then you feel really good and it helps you throughout the day and it's just i don't know i just decided one day i was going to do it and i think you know she looked at me and went man you're losing weight and doing good and you know i'm gonna try to do something and she took it to the next level how'd you get into it so i was at the point where 
in college, I would, you know, go to the rec center at Mizzou and play basketball to stay in shape, right? It's a nice rec center. Come on. Um, but it's at Mizzou. Hey, listen, we're not rivals anymore. That's true. Right? We, we really aren't. Like, that thing's done, right? I think it'll come back at some point. That's not any inside info on my part, but I think the game at Sprint Center was a nice little crack open the door. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just my opinion. I think in five or ten years, Mizzou and KU will like, be Like, our kids again. aren't going to even grow up knowing about the KU. Missouri no, rivalry. absolutely like, not. Absolutely not. No, my kids think MU Arkansas is a big rivalry. I'm sure your kids think KUK State's a big rivalry, which it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I miss it bad. Oh, badly. It's terrible. So it's, I, it's ruined I, sports from a collegiate you know standpoint in this town. I mean, now the Royals and Chiefs really got good once Missouri left and went to the SEC, and that whole split happened. So we've all kind of focused elsewhere. But, yeah, the, the rivalry thing between the two schools is like, it's, just, man, it's, it's yeah. not there anymore. I hope is in five or ten years it's back. Uh, and that's what I think. I mean, at some point, the hard feelings – get overwhelmed yeah. by the the missing of it. Right. Uh, but to answer your question, so anyway, I was doing that to stay in shape. I would do old man basketball league with my friends right after college. But then you start having kids, and you just don't have time for that stuff. And for me, running was a way that I could walk out my door and go out for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, come back feeling great, and then I got my workout in. I'm staying in shape, like you said, trying not to just balloon up because that will happen you once like you have a slob, too. Oh, like, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, and I'm not saying that like in a joking manner, but you can eat. And so yeah. if you start eating like that once you get older, it's like, oh yeah, where's that going? Yeah, no, I, I had put on like 20 pounds after college, and I just didn't have time to go do you know fun things with my friends. I know it sounds terrible. It makes parenting sound terrible. But right. you know, it's all about your kids once you have kids, yep. and you just don't have time to go spend – four hours golfing or three hours doing sand volleyball. So I just got the bug. I went out and like when I go out and run, a lot of times I'll just listen to audiobooks or podcasts. So, you know, for me, you're getting some fresh air, you know, when you can get outside. I love yeah. running outside. Um, and then you come back with that runner's high. It's an easy way to do it without having to spend a lot of money. You don't need a gym membership. You just need a pair of shoes pretty mm-hmm. much. And and that's the thing I tell the people listening. You know, you may think I've never ran. I can't run. Unless you have a serious medical issue or like, you know, you blew out your knee in high school or whatever and you're worried about that, I think anyone out there that doesn't have an issue like that could do a 5K with a couple months training. And you can start off with walk two minutes, jog for one minute and just do that and slowly get better. I think a lot of people think they can't do it, but really... Like I said, I've seen 90-year-old people walk a half marathon. I've seen 400 people. Uh, there was a guy a couple years ago that started doing a 5K a month in Kansas City, and he lost like 150 pounds, wow. and it was so cool. Every, I, you know, He'd do the 5K. I'd do the half marathon. I'd end up passing him because he wasn't a very fast guy. Yeah. But every time I'd pass him, I'd be like, hey, great job, man. You're doing awesome. And just like stories like that, I think people think maybe they can't be a runner, but I never thought I would be a runner. I thought running was so stupid. I'm sure you probably thought the same thing. Yeah. So I would tell people to keep an open mind and give it a try. And there's no embarrassment walking, even if you do walk, run for your whole life. Like that's totally fine. It's mm-hmm. just, it's something that makes people happy and, and makes you in better shape. So I, I love it. What's the coolest story you've gotten from the Kansas City Marathon where you go, man, that was awesome. I'm glad I got to live that story, tell that story, or share that story. With so somebody. so it's funny. So we have these um, age restrictions on our website where you're supposed to be 16 to do the full marathon, 13 to do the half marathon. Um, we had a dad email us two years ago and said, my eight-year-old daughter wants to do the half marathon through Team World Vision. And that's the organization I mentioned that's raising money for clean drinking water. And we're like, eight years old for a half marathon. That seems like, that seems really risky. So we called the, um, we called a medical professional. We called an, a running coach. We're like, is this safe? Like, we're worried about the girl. We're also worried a little bit about liability, but we're worried about the girl. Like, is this safe for someone this young to run this far? Because at that point, I had a child who was 10. I'm like, I don't want him to run a half marathon. 
So anyway, we, we do that. We talk to some other races, and it gets to the point where they say, yeah, I mean, there's really no more risk at, at 8 versus 13, so it's probably fine. So we say, hey, it's fine. She can do that. Um, she ends up doing the half marathon, no problem, at 8 years old. She raised $20,000 for Team World Vision, and she ended up getting her story told on the Steve Harvey show. Now, I'm wow. not talking about the family feud. Like, yeah. he has another daytime show. So... They ended up bringing her out to do that. She got connected with this through Team World Vision. She got to go to Africa to visit a village to see the impact she was making and made a pen pal over there and a girl she kept in contact with. And then when she won the Steve Harvey show, they surprised her by bringing the girl out there to meet her, you know, and everybody was crying. And there's pictures of this girl in the village in Africa wearing a Casey Marathon shirt, wearing a Casey Marathon medal. And so this little girl is now 10. Her name's Addie. And she's back this year doing the half marathon again. And this year she's already raised forty two thousand dollars and she's trying to get to sixty thousand dollars for Team World Vision. So just seeing like a kid like that, I wasn't even near that generous or like I could not have done a half marathon, I guarantee it. So seeing like a kid that age that can do that and thinks so much about others, like for me that's been an awesome experience to get to know her and her family. Is she from Kansas City too? Yeah, she's from Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, she's unbelievable. And you know, she uh She's done some TV interviews the last couple of years. She's super poised on the air for a nine, ten year old. So yeah. it's pretty cool to see. And just her whole family's great. So uh, the running community is very cool, and, and they inspire me just to to create a better race. Yeah, I mean that that's a great story, and you see a lot of that happening. You know, with just, just tremendous stories and people that you can meet doing events like this all over, not just Kansas City, but all over the country as well. Have you experienced anything like that anywhere else? Where you went, wow, I can't believe that man. I'm running next to like he may not be a celebrity, but that person's a superstar. Well, it's funny you see these, uh, and you mentioned celebrities. There's celebrities now getting into running too, which is interesting. Like Kevin Hart. Uh, did the New York City Marathon recently. You get all these big celebrities. Uh, by the way, a new member, Mayor of Kansas City, Missouri, Quinn Lucas, is a big runner. Yeah. He's done the Kansas City Marathon before, and there's a chance he may, d- may do the race here in the, this year or in the near future, which is cool. But no, the, the other thing I see all the time that always inspires me is the wheelchair athletes that start five minutes before the half marathon and the full marathon runners. And I think that's always a cool thing to see people out there that are obviously dealing with major difficulties that make mm-hmm. their life a lot harder to live. And you know, we see it in Kansas City. Like you said, it's a hilly course. Imagine trying to get up those hills oh just using your arms and the people that do that and can overcome it and then having to control the, the wheelchairs or the, the bikes on the downhills, too, because yeah. think of our finish and trying to control, you know, wheelchair Hard bike to on run that. down that finish, let yeah, alone right. you know, try to control yourself. Yeah. So, like, I see that every race I do, and that inspires me, too. There's another um, lady who we highlighted at our Win for KC luncheon uh, last year, and she was born in the area near Chernobyl, and she's uh, missing one leg, among other things, and she comes out, and I saw her earlier this week at a workout with the November Project, and she goes out, she did her half marathon last year when she was about to burst pregnant, and, you know, she's overcoming those things she's had to deal with since birth, and it's just things like that all the time, and it's just cool to see, like, there's inspirational stories in all sports, but definitely running has no shortage of that sort of stuff. Yeah. So for you, you got qualified for Boston now, and yeah. is that like is that pretty awesome to get that feeling to know that you were able to qualify for what probably is the most prestigious marathon in the world? Yeah, it's cool. It's something I never thought I would be able to do. Like I didn't get into running because I thought I was like a really fast runner. For me, it was just like I can get out and listen to some music for a little bit. But uh, it's pretty cool. Like that's. It's funny. I don't know what I'm going to do next in running because for me, 
getting to run in the Boston Marathon is kind of like the thing on my bucket list. So yeah. then after that, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I did that trail race in Lawrence you mentioned, and that thing just kicked my butt. Well, I saw that. It was crazy. That's why I asked you, how long was it? I didn't realize that was an entire marathon that you Yeah, did. and that was like the 5K of that race because that race was a 26-mile full marathon a 50-mile race and a 100-mile race. So I was doing the easy oh race. And so, yeah, before that race, the longest I had ever ran was four hours, and it took me five hours and 54 minutes to finish. And it was horrendous. I uh, I don't know if you do, like, counting your steps each day. So normally in a marathon, I would do, like, 35, 36,000 steps. It took me 47,000 steps to do that race because every step was this little choppy step, and you're trying not to fall on these rocks and roots. And you're running over little creeks and stuff, and mm -hmm. I did face plant once. It you was did. brutal, yeah. And there was some girl that face planted, broke her nose, was gushing blood, and then at the after party, she was just sitting there drinking a beer. Didn't go to a hospital or anything, just sitting there with a crooked nose like you'd see from a sporting event. It was crazy. So trail runners are unique, but that totally humbled me. Like you said, I was feeling like oh, I qualified for the Boston Marathon. I'm in great shape. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Like I'm like I have maybe have a chance to win this thing because I looked at previous year's results. I did not win the thing. I think I was 70th out of 100 people. So wow. it was it, it was insane. And then there's people, though, think of there's people running four times that long that are out there for 40 hours. Like, how is that possible? It's crazy to think of uh, running. And some people out there might not even know that there are things as ultra marathons. There's 50Ks, which are 31 miles. There's 50-mile races. There's 100-mile races. And that's the things I look at as crazy. Like people look at me and think a marathon's crazy, which for a general person it is. It but a hundred mile race—that's not like I had a buddy who did that, and he said felt real good through the first seventy-five miles. And it's like, well, what about the whole full marathon full you marathon had to do when you felt like garbage? <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine starting a marathon feeling like you can't walk? It's just crazy. What's on your playlist for uh, music? Yeah, for marathon. Like, what are you listening to? Oh, you know, I I always get teased, but I love me some Coldplay. That's uh, that's a band I like. Hey, you know, I think when you're running, you need to listen to music that makes you feel happy. Like some people listen to like, I'm gonna get pumped up, and I'm gonna listen to like ACDC or Guns N' Roses or whatever. And I think if it's a shorter distance, that's good because you're like pushing hard the whole time. But for a marathon, I think you need stuff to distract yourself. So my strategy is I'll do 13 miles just talking to people and kind of taking in the ambiance, and then the last 13 miles is always super hard, and that's when I put in music to kind of distract so myself. So you don't listen to anything for the first half marathon? Yeah, usually, yeah. Hopefully there's people around me that I can talk to, or I'm just, like, looking at the scenery so or the like spectators. So you're like, you the hell out of people as you're running Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love talking to people. Yeah. But, like, the last 13 miles is really hard, so I'm like, I need some distractions, and I need something to make you happy. There's been studies that show that if you smile or, like, scream while you're running, like, you get endorphins or something that is like physically proven to make you do better. So like, I'll try to like just like smile, so I look like a goofball, just like running out. How and doing often this. do you scream though? Like, I don't scream. I don't. Like when I cross the, the finish line, I may give like a little yeah. caveman yell because it's like, thank God I'm done with this crap. So 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 besides Coldplay, what else is on there? What what is your happy song? Oh gosh, you know I'm a sucker for like pop music. So I got like stuff we grew up with. I got like. Um, 80s hit songs like You Make My Dreams Come True, That's Hall good. of Notes. Yeah. You know, I got like uh, the, oh, I can't even think about it. the song from like 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy that's so popular now. They play at all the Chiefs games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I know that obviously doesn't help anyone out there. I like sing-along catchy top 40 songs, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. if you got Bruno Mars, if you got Justin Timberlake, if it's something I know that's going to remind me of some great time I had at a wedding reception or at a Chiefs game, like, that's usually what I got. Because how about you? Do you listen to music or oh, podcasts? Yeah, yeah, or? yeah, music. And and for me, it's like how many songs – like, I, I for me, it's about – Two songs a mile is what I do. So okay. I, yeah, I, that's about right. I, you know, r- roughly maybe give or take a minute here or there. So I'm always kind of like I've got a running playlist, and and I'm starting to get to the point where like all right, I'm tired of this running it's playlist. Funny. I need some some new stuff. But a lot of Guns and Roses, Bon Jovi yeah. on there. A lot of um, Imagine Dragons. My kids oh, yeah. listen to, so I put some of that on there as well. I've got some Jimmy Buffett on there. I mean, I've got I got just some random stuff that I that I put on the play the playlist. Well, it's funny runners do weird things. At least I do. So I'll be during a race and I'll be like, oh, I'm dying. I'm like, there's three miles left. And I'll be, like, I'll be like you. I'm like, oh, that's only like f- six songs. I can get through six songs. And like yeah. you do these tricks to yourself you to keep going. It's yeah. crazy. You know, and, and usually like if I finish a good five, six mile run or something, if I do a 10K, I go, oh, I got through that in 12 songs or 13 yeah, songs. Yeah, it's I'm funny. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm accomplishing something at that point. Well, if you change your mind and you want to do the 10K this year, you know, I know a guy. You know a guy? I know a guy. How can I get in touch with you? Uh, KCMarathon.org is the website for all things. If you want to volunteer, if you want to spectate, if you want to race, we'd love to have the whole city come out, including you, Bob Fesco. October 19th is the date. Yes, sir. 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. start for the half, the full marathon, and the 10K, and then the 5K starts at 7.30. So, so you get a little right. more sleep. A little bit more sleep, but bit. not much more. Not but, much hey, more. you've seen it after the race. Cool shirt, yeah. cool metal, free food, free beer, live music. It's a different experience. You, you're good for it. It's a different experience than your school 5K. It's no, definitely no a much bigger deal. Yeah. Biggest race in town, 10,000 runners. And yeah, we'd love the whole city to come out. You know, my goal is this hasn't happened yet, but every year, I know people like me and you, we circle Royals Opening Day, Plaza Art Fair, American mm-hmm. Royal, and we'd really love the marathon eventually to get to a day like that. Like if you go to the Boston Marathon or Chicago Marathon, you're going to see it this year. The whole city shuts down. And I was amazed going to Chicago where people were like, Hey, congrats on the marathon. And like in a big city like Chicago that everyone is paying attention to that, it's really cool to see. And I hope someday we can grow this to Kansas City where this event really is a big source of civic pride. And people that don't like running at all will still come out and, you know, really show how big a party city Kansas City is, how welcoming Kansas City is, and you know, come out. We'd love a ton of spectators and we'd love for everybody to get involved. It's pretty cool to see the Kansas City Marathon grow and grow and grow right here in Kansas City to become one of the top races in the world. And not only is it growing with runners, it's growing with charitable involvement as well. The marathon takes place on October 19th, and you can check out for more information at sportkc.org. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.